Investor intelligence provides general information only. You should consider seeking independent advice to see how this information relates to your unique circumstances. Please refer to the terms and conditions available at investorintelligence.com.au for more. Welcome to this week's episode of Investor Intelligence, your weekly podcast on all things investment, hosted by me, Jacob Kearns. Okay, so today I've got a sequel episode to uh, Luke and Laura. Uh, so a bit of an update on how everything's been going with working with the property mentors, growing your portfolio and your own businesses as well. So last time you guys were here, Laura, you were working full time and the plan was to go and start your own business. Luke, you were busy chugging away at your business, growing that. What's new? How's everything been and what are you currently doing? Yeah, so last time we were here with Phoebe, I was still working full time as an architect, um, but the plan was always to start my own business. However, yeah. when we started our property journey, I had to be working full time to obviously settle on the properties and service the loans. So yeah. we were just waiting on our second property to settle, which is in Cannondale, um, up in Early Beach. So now that that's settled, I've now quit my job, started my own business and yeah, starting to build that. So been doing that for about four weeks now. So it's in, an, in its infancy. Yeah, it's very but fresh. Very, very fresh and getting yeah. used to it, but it's exciting, something new. So that's kind of the focus at the moment while we can build up our businesses until we can kind of go again and get, into get the some next more one. properties. Yeah. 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 What about you, Luke? Um, yeah, so still chugging along on the electrical company. Um, we've hired a few more people as well to kind of take up the load, but that's gone really well. And then as well as that, I started like the side business selling tradey, you know, accessories and organising and stuff. And then it's just kind of, you know, you sell to your mates and then your mates' mates and then we end up creating like a Shopify website. And now we've put that into a trust in the company. Now Laura's half a director as well. So we're both doing it and that's just gone bonkers more than we could imagine or want it to be. And yeah, well, I think we want it to be. We want it. It, was just, it was just yeah. unexpected. Yeah, yeah. An unexpected kind of diversion. Yeah, yeah. So selling products online and then we've been getting orders from New Zealand, Canada, America, yeah. which has been awesome, UK, um, yeah. which is taking up. A lot of our focus now, now that the two settles have been settled, and now that we can focus on ourselves and our business and build that up while we need to reload again to get more properties yep. in you know, two years because Laura's just started, we can't, the bank's not going to lend us money for yep. probably another, you know, 24 months. Mm-hmm. Um, we know that, so we just need to, you know, work on ourselves for the next two years. Yeah, so that's mm-hmm. a focus working. Is it the three businesses between the two of you? Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, awesome. So that's kind of the if focus. You want, you yeah. Want to, our properties are in a trust and a company as well. So yeah. that can act as a business as well, really. Yeah. At yeah. the end of the day. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's set up well from the start after all of the work we've done with Malika and stuff. We've, we set up everything right, so now it's a bit easier to... Okay. Let's talk about that a little bit. What has the process been like in... One, working with the property mentors, but two, you know, setting up that trust mm-hmm. while you're obviously got your own businesses going on. Mm-hmm. 
So I guess firstly, with the property mentors, I think the biggest thing for us was just accountability. Yeah. Because we always wanted to kind of invest in property. We always spoke about it. We read books. We listened to podcasts. But we never kind of took the leap. We start. Pardon? Took action. Yeah, took action. We kind of started it. We're talking to some brokers. But we never really found like the right fit that we felt really comfortable to kind of take that leap. There was Mm. still a lot of unknowns to us. Um, so I guess working with the property mentors and in particular Malika, who's our mentor, um, yeah, it was just that accountability, like writing down your goals, actually seeing them on paper. You kind of rethink, like relook at them, check yeah. back and you end up realizing you're hitting them. So you kind of strive for more. And yeah, yeah, it was more that and just understanding the process and then having someone to guide you kind of gave you a little bit more confidence. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you mentioned last year on the podcast, you probably don't remember, but you know, you smashed through your goals. And there were yearly goals and you got through them in a matter of months. Yeah. Um, can you give us an update on how your goal setting has maybe changed and how your goals are going now? I think that made us think a little bit bigger. Yeah, because our goals have gotten a bit I, bigger and yeah, wider. I think, yeah, I think that possibly back then we thought it'd take us a bit longer to achieve them. We weren't thinking kind of in a five, ten year increment, more like six to 12 months, yeah. which I guess happens. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're starting to think a bit bigger, a bit more long-term, at a bit more scale of things that are possible. It's mm. kind of made us realize like, hey, maybe we can do a lot more mm. in business and property in life and stuff. So yeah, I think we're more, more our goals now will probably be in the two to three years because of the businesses. So just scaling those up, particularly with the business that Luke was talking about, 3D Pro, we want to scale that internationally. So I, yeah, so we want to have a look at having specific companies in the US, in the UK and kind of expanding that so it's getting a lot bigger than we kind of initially would have thought and also like there's mini goals within side of that so there's one month goals two month goals you need to have something to look look towards Mm -hmm. yeah um so all those you know little gold nuggets can add up to a big nugget yeah Yeah. um so you just got to slowly check them off and keep yourself accountable and now that we're both in business together we're kind of keeping each other accountable Mm. which is cool to have yeah Mm -hmm. um someone kind of on your back have you done this have you done this and then you're always kind of pushing each other to strive for more and we're late nights not going on netflix and doing like last night we're working but when you're doing it together it's not as bad when there's one of you and you're watching the other person sit and watch netflix you kind of feel like you're missing out Mm. but when you're doing it together you're like okay this isn't so bad yeah a bit more motivating yeah yeah Yeah. it's good to have that support yeah you assign a spreadsheet that keeps us accountable if someone (laughs) hasn't done their tasks (laughs) and i guess property would help with that too because it's such a long-term thing it sort of gets you in the mindset of thinking bigger thinking more long-term years instead of months yeah yeah so on that you spoke last year with phoebe about you both had your own concerns about investing uh starting with you laura your biggest concern was around debt Mm -hmm. having now bought and settled two properties yeah how do you feel about debt now it's changed completely Mm. i think i mentioned this last time but i grew up in a family where debt was bad it was just like you own everything that no one can take anything for you yeah you own your own personal house and so i just grew up thinking that was kind of you did and that debt mm. was bad so kind of re, like unlearning that and relearning how you can use debt to advantage yeah has been a complete 180 for me yeah um so now i think i have a lot better relationship with it when it's debt that's kind of working in your favor so now i kind of look at it positively and think mm. like if the bank can loan me 80 90 percent 
to buy an asset that's going to appreciate. I mean, why wouldn't you do yeah, that exactly. when you think of it that way? Earning a return on your your money as well yeah, as Yeah, like I only have to put up 10, 20% and the bank's putting up the rest. Why wouldn't yeah. you do that? Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, it's kind of completely changed. Yeah. Yeah. And Luke, your main concern was around trusting people. You've always had a hands-on approach. Yep. What are your thoughts and feelings about that now? I'm still learning. I'm getting better. So we've outsourced like a bookkeeper for our businesses. Um, I've outsourced. I've got an A-grade electrician who's working for me now. He was outsourcing a lot lot of the uh, practical working of of electrical business, um, which is huge leap in itself for me personally mm. uh, which was a mini goal of mine um, to get an A grader to do the works but yeah I've still got a long way to go for sure but we'll get there we'll yeah get there. small steps so how have you gone about sort of starting to shift that mindset over to currently now I think I was in the mindset of that I'm the best at everything I do kind of thing where <laughs> not to sound arrogant <laughs> no but there's people who are trained in this and got degrees and I need to trust the process yeah. and kind of trust their recommendation and what they think is best for my company. Yeah. Um, which, yes and no, it, it can work, goes both ways. But, mm. yeah, it's it's still learning for me. I'm, as you can tell, I'm probably not just there yet, but I'm getting better. I you're think. getting a lot better. <laughs> and I think you're seeing as well the financial advantages to it because, I mean, the time you would spend, say, bookkeeping when mm. that's not your main skill and yeah. you're wasting hours and hours at night time doing it when you can pay someone that's a professional in it that can do it in like a quarter of the time. Mm. Financially, that makes sense. And they probably do a better job. Yeah. So I think yeah. you're starting to think of it from that perspective. That's yeah. Like, yeah. That's their skill and they're, they're good at that. And it's like going to cost me yeah. a lot less than my time. I think on that though, you still need to learn the basics of whatever you're outsourcing. Definitely. So you know what questions to ask and what ways you want things done, but you just need them to do it and, and manage them kind of thing. Yeah, you need to be um, able and, to speak their language. Yeah, and having that relation with them is so important. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I can imagine it would be difficult though. As a business owner, you have your ways of doing things and you know how you want the direction of the business to go. Yeah. So it's hard to put that trust in someone else if you, you're not mm. sure you know where their head's at. Yeah, mm. sure. In terms of your, I mean, it's something that we speak about in investing. You've got, you know, your educational readiness, emotional and financial. Uh, last time when you were here, you both said you're around about a six out of 10 for education and working with uh, Malika. Realized there was a lot more that you didn't know. How much would you say that's changed and what would you rate yourself now? I think the more we work with the property mentors and just educate ourselves, the more we realize we don't know. Yeah. And the more there is to learn. So I dare say we probably feel like we're less than we were previously <laughs> because we just realized there's this whole world of investing mm. and like finance and loan, everything that we just didn't even realize was something we needed to know. So I reckon we'd be like a four. Yeah, probably. Like I still think that we've got so much more to but learn. But a four in like a good way. Like yeah. We realize mm. there's still a big gap to We realize that we don't know it all. Yeah, and I think that's something in itself, right? Knowing what you don't know. Mm. Usually people don't even know what they don't know. Which I think is where we were at. When we first started here, we were like, yeah, we've bought like the place that we live in. How different can it be? And it's completely different. (laughs) (laughs) Everything is different. Even with our our, our property that settled a month or two ago, like we didn't even consider that when you settle, you have to go and get curtains and a dishwasher. Like Mm. that's just something that didn't cross our mind. Yeah. when you move into a house that you live in, it's already yeah. in there. So like 
things. And that's, and that's as small as that. Yeah, and that's the way we learn. We learn on practical kind of and doing things. Yeah. So we had to buy this property and learn that, hey, we're going to buy, spend an extra couple of grand, which we didn't have for the dishwasher and curtains mm. and stuff. But to learn again, we'll know for the next one now. Yeah. That we've got to allow for that in our budget. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And I know you guys love to learn. What would you say has been the best way for you guys to learn these concepts? I think like Luke said, we learn best by doing stuff. Yeah. Um, rather than just kind of just reading, reading and listening. Yeah. Like that's yeah. fine at the beginning, but I think doing it and then making mistakes and then being like, oh, I won't do that again. Yeah. It's probably the way that we learn the best. Yeah, visually. Yeah, we're quite visual and we're practical on. learners. Um, but yeah, I think like with the first property in Dean's side, which we bought quite quickly after starting with Malika last year, we learned heaps on that about how it all works, mm. the kind of loan structures, what happens at settlement, even just how to work with property managers and like that's something we've never done before and how all that works. So, yeah. And yeah. if you, you've never done it, you're not going to know these exactly. things. So, yeah. So doing that was helpful. And then with Cannonville doing one interstate, that's learning something again. Yeah. So, yeah. And was there any sort of adjustment? Obviously, you guys are from Melbourne, Cannonville in Queensland. Was there an adjustment to your mindset in buying a property so far away? I don't think it was by the time we got offered it. Yeah. Perhaps if that was the first property we started discussing here, yeah. we might have been a bit more sceptical because we're like, but we can't see it. We can't touch it. Yeah. But we didn't even go to the first property that was in Melbourne anyway. Okay. Um, that was kind of one of our things as well, particularly because we work in construction. We need to look at it more from a business mm. perspective because we can yeah. get a bit nitpicky yeah. with design when it's nothing to do with that. It's yeah. The numbers, so, as long as the spreadsheets work and yeah. your yeah. numbers work yeah. and it fits into your portfolio then it's going to be a good fit yeah yeah and same thing where i'm trusting tpm to look for those things for us mm -hmm. and i'm putting our hard-earned money into their hands really mm. which yeah. is another learning curve yeah. yeah yeah but i think just looking at it from more of a business perspective and why that's a good location to invest helped yeah yeah. yeah yeah well it's good a lot of people do struggle with that and it makes sense right if you're not there to physically see it and touch it and that comes down to your emotional readiness being mm -hmm. able to understand that you know there's so many states in australia and the odds of your particular state being the best one to invest in is probably yeah not very likely mm -hmm. you sort of touched on it a little bit before but what are some of the most interesting things you've learned about investing or about property specifically I think for me personally, it's having the right team around you. So yeah. Putting that trust, having the right accountant, the bookkeeper, um, the mentor, and then yeah, having a good A team and, and bring them all together. Mm -hmm. And then also it helps having a partner for me who's on the same kind of level and page mm -hmm. and want to grow and, ha and have a, a good life um, has been huge, huge for me personally. Mine yeah. would be similar, kind of building up your property portfolio like it's a business. Yeah. So similar to what Luke was saying, you've yeah. kind of got all of these people working towards this one goal. and They do have your best interests yeah. at heart. Mm. Sometimes I forget that. And they're all skilled in these particular yeah. things that they're doing. Like, I don't know how to do accounting. I don't know how to do loans. Like, that's their mm. specialty. So yeah. I think building up a really great team and looking at your property portfolio as its own little business entity. I think that's probably what I've learned because I didn't really think about that before. Yeah. And I guess that would be pretty helpful for you too, Luke, being able to build your team around you. Obviously in property, you're not going to know everything about the loans and an accountant. So you're sort of forced to give that trust off to someone else. So 100%. Yeah, yeah, I think that would be good for you. Yeah. 
In terms of, I know you guys are super busy with well, your three businesses now, you're investing. What sort of sacrifices have you guys made in terms of building a portfolio as well as building a business and everything else that goes with that? That's actually a really good question because I feel <laughs> like you do sacrifice quite a lot. Hmm. Um, Have on toast, brunching. Yeah, and just like having to perhaps not do all the social events and not go on all the holidays you want to go on and, yeah, not splurge on. I mean, as a woman, we all like to splurge on skincare and makeup and clothes, but maybe saying for the next six months you won't buy anything hmm. um, because you have like a bigger goal in mind. So definitely sacrificing smaller things for the long-term goal, which is kind of what I was saying earlier is when you think a bit more long-term and a bit bigger, you're more than willing to sacrifice those things. And you're like, I don't really need to get takeaway every week or I don't really need to go away every few months. Yeah. Not that we did, but... Yeah, those small things definitely add up. I can remember even when I was like 18 and 21 and you'd have a birthday every weekend, I'd go to one in four probably because it's the same people and be the same conversations and taxis and Ubers and um, alcohol. Like, I just wasn't interested like i'd just rather save it and that's why we bought a house at 22 yeah because i took those sacrifices at a young age and now they're paying off and now you know we're, we're starting to see the results and mm. and the pros of what we've you know worked so hard to towards yeah, yeah. and i still think there's like for our next five ten year plan where we want to become have some financial freedom and a bit of a passive income stream i think we still have to make some sacrifices but you do it for the long-term goal. Yeah, and once you start to see there's results, you can start to really figure out what you lo- want your life to be like and you have more freedom to choose, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, once you see like a small win, you're like, okay, this is why I'm doing it. So yeah. it makes it easier to kind of keep going. Yeah. It's a bit like when you go to the gym and you start to be like, oh, I can see a few results. <laughs> you're like, I'll just keep doing this. Yeah. But at yeah. the beginning, it takes a little bit of time to build it up. Yeah, and I guess it's something that is hard for a lot of people is making those sacrifices. Do you have any advice for someone who's thinking about investing? I think more thinking long-term, like five, ten years where you want to be. And if yeah. what you're currently doing is going to get you there. Because I, I think that in most people's circumstances, if they're not thinking about investing or business, probably what you're currently doing may not, if you actually lay it out, may not get to where you want to be in 10 years and you might need to start to make some sacrifices and changes. Yeah. I know that was the case for us. Yeah, and visually writing it down, actually seeing it in front of you. Yeah. Goal, and having goals, you need to have goals for everything you do. Mm. Or else, yeah, you're just going to go down a long, windy road with nowhere and not end up in the right spot. Yeah. Definitely. Um, I think one thing that was really helpful that we did quite early on when we started working with TPM was we had a Zoom meeting with Luke Harris mm. and we were talking about our goals and kind of what we wanted to do because initially we wanted to renovate and flip properties. I don't remember if we mentioned that last time, but that kind of went out the window when we looked at it more like a business. But one thing he was talking about was with your goals and like your long-term vision for yourself, actually putting numbers, like figures next to it and like build out what you exactly want it to look like yeah and once you do that and you actually put like some financial figures with it you can then have a look at what you're currently doing and be like hmm this is that's not going to get me there yeah so how can i change this it's quite a realistic approach isn't it you can start to see you know how long something's going to take and and you can measure that stuff which is yeah really useful i think that was really useful for us and it's possibly going to take a lot longer than you anticipate yeah (laughs) it's not going to be like two three years it might be like 10 20 it's not going to be a linear graph no. You're going to go ups and downs mm. and around about and you might go two steps back and one mm. step forward. It's, it's not very linear, but 
It's yeah. definitely worth it. And I think to your point, Luke, once you have those goals written out and you know exactly what you're aiming for, it's a lot easier in the day-to-day to actually do the work that needs to be done. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. So what is your plan for the next sort of 12, 24 months? You mentioned you can't really get a loan for another what, two years, was it, due to yeah. running a business? Yeah. Yeah. So it's a plan. Yeah, particularly because I've started my own business. Um, the banks, I'm not sure why they do this to people in their own business, but they make it tricky. Yeah. You have to have two years' worth of tax returns in order to um, be looked at for a loan. So, yeah, from that perspective, we're kind of just focusing in on the business and building it up with the goal in mind to invest in property. So we're really mm. looking at how to like maximise like cat like long-term cash flow and um, revenue into the businesses so that we can service loans in the future yeah um so yeah it would be yeah, knuckling down on our businesses on ourselves yeah um, we go to vietnam next week awesome. for business for 3d pro yeah um so meet with some suppliers and stuff so that's yeah. been one of our goals is to work on a laptop anywhere in the world mm. mm-hmm. um and then yeah getting get into this international market so that's going to be a big focus for us for the next six months i think yeah um possibly we might even sell our personal home there's a lot of money tied up yeah in our personal home that doesn't need to be there which we could reinvest in our business and you know get us ready for that 20 month period when that's up um so that's another yeah. thing we can look at with tpm as well if, if that's the numbers stack up if we could sell it or we could see if we can rent it out versus versus what the mortgage is at the moment. Um, that's, so that's actually something we, a, we good, look at. a good point because we have this kind of respite period. It's given us the opportunity to, um, like with Malika and with Chelsea, the broker, to kind of sit down and evaluate how can we be in the best position in 24 months mm. to invest. Yeah. So like Luke said, like our personal home has a lot of money tied up in it where we're not that attached to it. Like we'd be more more than happy to rent vest or look at other options. Yeah. Um, but also like Hexter, like I have a Hexter sitting there. They always tell you it's a debt that doesn't matter until you try and purchase property. Mm. Um, so even, yeah, yeah paying that, that down and just yeah, putting us, yeah. Paying that Hex off before the 20 more, 24 months was up. Yeah, so just yeah. making sure we're in the best possible position in 24 months to hopefully buy, we're hoping two properties mm. by then. Um, so it kind of gives us that time to, stack everything in our favor so when it hits that 24 months when we can start it's like okay everything's ready to go yeah yeah Yeah. it's good you have a bit of time to prepare and get get ready for that yeah once that time comes have you sort of spoken to malika or between yourselves about what that sort of looks like obviously buy two properties but the goal is to buy yeah i think we want at least two but it it may change i mean our life has changed so much in the last 12 months anyway we don't really know but the goal I mean, our goal for a while has been we want to end up with about 20 properties. Yeah. Um, probably by the time we're 40. So yeah. we're 30, 30, what? Do we say age? <laughs> 32, yes. 30 and 32 now. So, like, we have a long-term goal to get to there. So if we mm. can, yeah, get two or three. Yeah. Hopefully we just keep stacking them. Get a 3D printer up and running. Yeah. Firing all, We've already all got cylinders. three, so we might end up with about 10 at some stage. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. No, it sounds really exciting and yeah, I'm happy for you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Final question. Do you have any favorite books? Well, we started on Property Fit. That's how we, we got to TPM and that's who spoke the most to us through reading. I'm not much of a reader, but I will give you this tip is I learned not long ago, a couple of weeks ago, I reckon, is to listen to the audio book and read the, 
the physical book at the same time and yeah. intake a lot more. Yeah. Who told you that one? Um, it might have been Alex Amos. Yeah, Alex Amos. It is. Yeah. yeah. I've heard that one too. Yeah. yeah. I thought that was pretty cool and that really spoke to me because I do zone out sometimes with reading because I am a practical guy. I need that. Yeah. I need kind of that two things to be happening at the same time. So I thought yeah. that was a good one. Yeah. And that's a good tip for our plane ride to Vietnam soon. We're going to download yeah. some audiobooks yeah, and do that. Spotify just released it on the audiobooks for free, actually, a couple of days ago. Alex or Moses? No, any. Just any. Oh, so, oh, the really? plan, yeah, yeah. so the plan is on our flight to take the books we've already bought yeah. and then listen to the audiobooks at the same yeah. time. But, um, yeah. Depends what you're into. Like, I read um, Soul Like Crazy. And uh, uh, Sabri Sabri Sabri, yeah. 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 Rich Dad Poor Dad's a good one. To Still, my, I was going to say Rich Dad Poor Dad. So, yeah. You've got a lot more books than me. That's, yeah. a, that's a really good one for the whole debt issue. Yeah, um, I've had three different people say that was their favourite book. It's just, it. it's really easy to yeah. read. Like, it's almost like you've done it in layman's terms. Yeah. And just reevaluating kind of what you were taught. And you're like, oh, I never thought about it that way. Mm. Yeah, that's a great one. But it just depends, like, if you're looking. Yeah, from, we're big on, like, mindset and routines. Like, the 5 a.m. Yeah. club is really good for that. If you mm. want to kind of reset yeah. how you structure your life. Um, it's more like 6 a.m. at the moment. Yeah, we were doing that <laughs> last year. Got a bit but lazy, but might have to reinvest yeah. in that. But I, I think if I you, don't think 6 a.m. is that lazy. <laughs> that's late for us. Yeah. <laughs> but if you kind of like set up the structure of, of your like personal life, I think then you can structure everything else and it kind of just builds on it. Yeah. So any of those kind of books help. Probably. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. Well, thanks guys for coming back in, and it's been great learning about where you're at. And yeah, we'll have to get you back on in 24 months. Yeah, yeah. hopefully <laughs> we'll a couple more. Yeah, yeah, awesome. Thanks. Thank you. If you found this episode or any of our episodes helpful, please make sure to share and leave a rating to help us reach more people on their investing journeys. And of course, subscribe to be notified when new episodes drop. Make sure to follow the podcast on Instagram at Investor Intelligence Podcast. You can find links to our other socials in the show notes, including a link to the Property Mentors weekly blog. If you're ready to get your property portfolio in shape for financial freedom, check out Luke's latest book, Property Fit. You can get yourself a copy at www.propertyfitbook.com.au.